0: Today, I would like to continue to talk about the Father's business. And because it's a Father's Day, that's why I would join the message together so that we can hear and understand the heart of our Father in heaven. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us the Word of God. Lord, we are hungry. We want to know. We want to receive the revelation from heaven and we believe when we receive the truth, we know the truth and put the truth into practice, we shall be set free. And your word will renew our mind that we will think like you. We will have the mind of Christ and our life will be so full of victory, full of grace, full of mercy, full of faith and also full of the blessing so that you can use us to be the blessing to other people as well. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I would like to read from the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 28, talking about the Heavenly Father who created our ancestor, Adam and Eve. Genesis, chapter 1, say, 28, says, Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Our Heavenly Father has the original plan for all of us, the mankind. No matter what nationality you have, no matter what background you have, His original plan for mankind is that we shall carry the blessing of heaven. The blessing is the original plan of God. It's the business of God. If you want to ask me what is the business of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I can say the blessing. The blessing is a supernatural power and grace that help us to be able to expand, to multiply, fill the earth with the spiritual, godly offspring and to expand the Garden of Eden, the land of good health, prosperity, good family, good relationship, the blessing to expand to all over the world. It's a power from God. It's a grace from God. And God the Father wants to give that to all of us. But unfortunately, Adam and Eve lost that blessing when they rebelled against God or disobeyed God. But God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, into this world in order to bring that blessing to all of us. That's why the Bible says in the book of Galatians, chapter 3, verses 13 to 14, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, the opposite of the blessing is the curse. Having become a curse for us, for it is written, curse is everyone who hangs on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham, the blessing of Abraham is the same blessing that God gave to Adam, might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The blessing Abraham. When we think about Abraham, we think about the Hebrews or the Jews because he was the ancestor of the Jews. But actually, this scripture emphasizes that the blessing of God is not only for the Jews, but also for the Gentiles like me and you. Many of us are not Jews here. Many of us are either uh, Taiwanese or Japanese or Vietnamese or Americans. We came from that background, but the blessing of God belonged to us as well, to Christ Jesus. And because the Father loved this world so much, loved people so much, He wanted that blessing to go on and on and on to the next generation. In Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 to 6, and God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And out of the house of bondage. Today, Egypt means the kingdom of darkness. Bondage of the enemy or Satan or sin. God brought us out. At that time, he used Moses. And now, he used Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath, and that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. When people reject God and they curse God. They will get the curse to the third and fourth generations. And that's what happened to my family before I came to know God. I saw my ancestor from China. Actually, my grandfather grew up in China, and my dad grew up in China as well. But he moved to Thailand, so I have a Chinese blood by, uh, in the natural. I'm Chinese in the natural. So I can see backward all of these people worship idols. They did not worship God, and they did not have the blessing of God. Until it come to my generation that I gave my life to Jesus Christ, I did not worship any other gods. I worshiped Jesus and Jehovah. And what happened? From now on, I start as a physical dad, as a natural dad, a new chapter of my family. What happened? But showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. God the Father wants all of us to turn to him and have relationship with him. The reason because he loves us so much and he wants to bless us. But he doesn't want to stop the blessing at only our generation. As the godly, earthly fathers, if we worship our real father in heaven, we serve him. We don't worship other gods, either money, fame, reputation, or job, or anything. We just worship God, love God, and serve God. He promises that the blessing will come upon us and go to the thousand generations. Oh, between three to four generations and thousand generation, I choose the thousand generation. It's much better that God bless the thousand generation. You can see the relationship between God the Father and God who bless the Father on earth. There is some connection between God the Father and the fathers on this earth. When the Father on this earth worship God and serve God faithful to God, God the Father will bless that Father, and then that blessing will go to the thousand generations. There are three kinds of fathers on this planet Earth, actually in the universe. There are three kinds of fathers. The first father is the perfect father. His name is Jehovah, God, the Father of Jesus Christ. He is the best model for us to follow. He is a family man, actually. He is a family man. He loves children. He loves his children so much. Because of his love and care and mercy, he set up the family institution so that every little child born into the world will have the mom and dad taken care of them. and They will grow up in the world with somebody taking care of them until they become adult. So the idea of having the father and the mom is the idea of God from the beginning. He instituted the family into the world here with father and mother and kids. And the second kind of father is the earthly father. Every one of you have a father. Is that right? If you don't have a father, it will be weird. It will be strange. How many people don't have the father in this room? Raise your hand up. You have. Because your mom... Married to your dad, and then she has a baby. Is that right? So we all have a father, a natural father. But the natural father is not perfect. The natural father can make mistakes because they are human beings. That's why it's so good that we come to know the heavenly father as our model in the long term. And we should honor and respect our father because God used them to take care of us to raise us up, to provide for us. But after we come to know God, our eyes should not be on just human father because they are not perfect. I'm not perfect either. Our eyes should be on the heavenly father. He's the perfect model. He's the best father. There is a third kind of father on this earth. God is so wise. He knows that the world is so full of imperfection and corruption. That's why he needs to set up the third kind of father to take care of God's people, to make sure that his people will be taken care very well and have good example. That's why 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15, the Bible said this way. For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. The Apostle Paul talked about the third kind of father. Okay, we have the heavenly father, perfect. That should be our role model. Two, earthly father that function to represent God, to take care of us when we were young. And the third kind of father called spiritual father. The spiritual father is a spiritual man who look after you spiritually, teach you the word, set good example, train you. That's what Paul called himself. I am your spiritual father, the church in Corinth. So we have three kinds. I myself have spiritual father as well. I have actually a few of them. When I first got saved, my first spiritual father, his name is Pastor Dan Cobb. He is from Kentucky. He is a missionary of Southern Baptist who went to Thailand when he was young. And I joined him and he trained me. He taught me the Bible Oh, wonderful. i never forget this man. He already passed away. We even flew to Kentucky to visit him. Pastor Da always sent money. Both birthday, Father Day, and Christmas, sent financial gifts to him every single year after he came back to America in the retirement. I think he came back around when he was 70 years old. And so we loved him. We called him all the time even though I'm Pentecostal, but I never forget my spiritual father named Dan Cobb. Without him, I would not be here today. I would not be like this today because he trained me from knowing nothing. And then I have more spiritual father afterward, a few of them to be my spiritual father. And I grew up in the way of spiritual thing because of the spiritual father in my life. So God put three kind of father himself, natural father and a spiritual father. And we're going to learn that as fathers and mothers and as God people, some of you may not be a pastor like me, but you can be a spiritual father as well. Think about this. If the church grows more and more to many hundreds people, Pastor Lau cannot take care of everyone in the church. You're going to have somebody representing the senior pastor to look after you as a spiritual father or spiritual mother. So God still used you to be spiritual father and mother. And many of you are fathers, natural fathers, but you also act like a spiritual father at the same time. Actually, your children spend more time with you than me. You should be spiritual father to your children as well. You should call them up, talk to them, mention about God to them, pray for them. You should act like a both natural father and spiritual father at the same time. Amen. You may not be a preacher like me, but you can be a spiritual father, not just natural father. So you can see that God wants to bless his people. God spoke to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 2. Again, if you read the Bible carefully, God has the blessing business. He wants the blessing that he originally gave to Adam to come back to the world and that blessing will continue from generation to generation to generation. And as father and mother, you have the job to receive that blessing from God, love him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your spirit. Serve him, obey him, receive the blessing so that you can pass that blessing into your children, grandchildren and great Grandchildren. In Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 2, we can see the same principle again when God spoke to a man of faith named Abram. Now the Lord has said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you again. He blessed Adam. And then a lot of people walk away from God after Adam. I like Enoch. Enoch walked with God, so Enoch was taken up to heaven. I like to be like Enoch. But after that, many people walk away from God until Abraham showed up in this earth. And Abraham came back to relationship with God. And then God said, I'll bless you. The same thing. What he said to Adam. And make your name great. And you shall be doing my business. What is the business? The business of a blessing. You shall be a blessing. I want to encourage all of you who are believers in this room and who are listening in the live stream or YouTube right now. I want to encourage all of you. See yourself, please, whether you're father or mother or you are single or not. See yourself that you are the vessel or the instrument of God to be the blessing to other people. Wherever you go, whatever company you join, for me as a doctor, whatever hospital I join in, I will be there to be the blessing to other people. And when I join a church, I will be there to be the blessing to other people. Amen. You are not the taker. You are the giver. You are there on earth to execute The heart of God, that is to be the blessing to the nations. I was so happy I shared with you last Sunday. Wow, really blessed my heart. I shared with you last Sunday, sometimes I have a hard time to smile and laugh, especially when I know that on Monday, I have to perform a big surgery. I shared with you last Sunday that on Monday, I'm going to perform a very risky surgery in the brain here, on the side here. The lady has facial pain for 10 years, could not even eat um, any food or uh, uh, strawberry, she told me she cannot even see the dentist because it's so painful around on the right side of her face for ten years. Cannot even touch her skin, and the condition called trigeminal neuralgia, very bad disease. So she flew up from California to come to meet me because she trusts me as a Christian. She is a believer as well. So I operated on her on last Monday. Wow, very scary surgery, very risky. And when she woke up in the ICU that afternoon, I went up to see her. I asked her the first question, do you still have the pain on your face? No. Can you touch your face for me? Any pain? No. And on Friday, I sent her back to California. I asked her, how are you doing? Now I can chew strawberry. I can brush my teeth. I am happy. No more pain. No more pain. Wow. I feel like, thank God, I can be the blessing to this lady who suffered for 10 years. Because God blessed me to send me to America to be trained at University of Washington. Learn how to do this surgery we call microvascular decompression. Decompress the nerve with a little small vessel on the nerve. So God blessed me to have good education, to be a, the blessing to the people in California and in Seattle. You see, I want my hand to be the blessing. How about you? You want to be the blessing? I believe so. We want to join the blessedness of the Father so that heaven will be open over us and the blessing will flow into us and flow out of us just what he said to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. Amen? So I like that, I like that. Look at Genesis chapter 12, verse 3. The Bible said, "Continue to say, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you if you are in the business of blessing. If you are under the blessing of God, no one can curse you. You are the candidate of the blessing. People can talk bad about you, curse you. The curse will come in, will bounce back, cannot touch you. Because God's protection is on you. And in you, all the families of the earth, all the families of the earth, can be Taiwanese, can be American, can be Mexican, can be people from El Salvador, can be people from Vietnam, from China, can be blessed by you. Amen? How many people want to be used by God to bless the nations? All the families of the nations. I make that decision once for all after I understand this biblical principle. I want God to bless me so that I can be the blessing to the nations. Amen. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now, in order to receive the blessing from God, what do I need to do? What I need to do? God say, "I want to bless you, but I have the responsibility to do something to receive the blessing from God." In Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight, verses one to two, this is the key. I'm gonna preach this scripture, this passage, Deuteronomy twenty-eight, one to fourteen, in detail in a very near future. Maybe next month, we're gonna talk about Deuteronomy twenty. Chapter 28. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all this blessing, do you notice that our God is a global God? He liked the nations. Every time you read the Bible, he is always talks about nations, nations, global, not just selfish in a little community. He wants our church to bless the nation. I'm so glad that I and a few people will go to Toronto in a few Sundays to bless the Canadian and also Laotian people. We want to bless the nation, amen? All the nations of the earth and all this blessing shall come upon you and overtake you shall come upon you and overtake you. Okay, I like that picture. That the blessing come on me, drop from heaven, and overtake me, mean just chase after me that I cannot run away. Pastor da, can you come up here to do that for me one more time? <laughs> for example, if Pastor da is the blessing from heaven, she is the blessing. And I did not know that she want to... Get after me. Actually, she was after me. (laughs) I don't know that she wants to go after me. So I walk away and kind of ignore. And then what happened to the blessing? Oh, oh, I cannot run away. Like that. (laughs) Praise God. The blessing is like that. The way the blessing works is to come on you and chase after you and you cannot run away from the blessing of God wherever you are on this earth. That's what happened when the blessing overtakes you because you obey. Why? God bless you. Because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. In the Hebrew mindset or in the biblical mindset, the word faith doesn't only mean that you believe in your heart. The word faith includes taking action. The Bible says faith without work is death. Faith just by mouth, just say it, say it, say it. But you don't do anything with it. It's not real faith. Real faith will take action. Amen. You take action of what you believe, what God say, or what God tell you to do. The Bible says that if you command the voice of the Lord your God, I have this experience for the past 37 years. I know the voice of the Lord my God from two sources. Number one, the Bible. When I read the Bible, God spoke to me. God speak to us through the word of God. And number two, that we call logo, L-O-G-O, the written word of God. Speak to us from the Bible. But God can speak to us through another condition called rema. R-H-E-M-A. Rhema is a specific voice from God to each and every one of us from the Holy Spirit. Your rhema is different from my rhema. When Jesus asked Peter to walk to him on the water, that is his rhema, not my rhema. I'm not going to walk on the water. I don't want to sink and die in the water. I I cannot swim very well. Unless Jesus really speaks to me, walk out on the water, then I will do it. But that is the rema for Peter, amen. So God speak to us through the Holy Spirit, the leading of the Holy Spirit, and I notice all these thirty-seven years, when I obey the locals and the rema of God, I am blessed in everything I do. I can see that I get involved in the business of blessing. I shared with you a while ago that when I first got saved, right away. When I read the book of Malachi, I look at my wife and say, Hey, honey, we need to obey. Before I give money to the church, I consult with my wife. I don't want her to be upset with me. Happy wife, happy life. So I asked her, can we give 10% to the church, Baptist church there? She is a woman who fears God. She said, go for it. We began to give 10%. Right away, God bless my clinic and bless my practice in Thailand right away. And not only that, God opened the door for me to come to the U.S. for training. I was there only three years and then God opened the door. In fact, when I applied for the residency in America, I understand that all of my application papers were torn and tossed into the garbage can. Because in that generation, they would not accept any foreign doctor any longer. But God still can bless me. I came to America to visit my relative here. And then I went up to Harborview Hospital on the 12th floor, University of Washington, without any piece of paper, without any evidence that I'm an MD or neurosurgeon from Thailand. Nothing. Bare hand. I went up there and sit down with the professor and chairman. He happened to be there. Actually, I did not even make an appointment. I walked there and could knock the door to talk to the secretary. Uh... Aida, her name is Aida, I remember. Aida, can I talk to the professor and chairman here? I'm a neurosurgeon from Thailand. She said, oh, let me check with him. No appointment. And after a few minutes, she came out and said, come in and talk to the boss. I walked in, I could not even speak English very well because I was so new. I did not train in English. He looked at my face, he talked about Thailand a little bit. And two weeks later, I got a phone call. You come here. We let you come to be trained here. Wow. God still can open the front gate of heaven. Not only that, when I moved to that city, God called me. Son, you need to help pastoring people in this Baptist church. And I say, oh, I don't know the Bible very much. I'm a brand new believer. I'm only one year old Christian. And God say, help the missionary to pastor all these people. I say, yes, Lord. Our help. So I volunteered to help pastoring people. Then God blessed me again. Blessed me because I obey the voice of the Lord my God. After I finished the training at University of Washington here in 1992, at that time, come close to the end of my training, and God asked me to open the church, but I have no job in Seattle. I was thinking, I cannot leave this church. I cannot go to Florida or other states because I need to take care of the church. But I obey God to open this church in 1988. You know what happened? I said, God, you need to bless me because I obey the voice of the Lord my God. You shall bless me so that I can bless the nation. After I pray like that, that night in the evening, dinner, Somebody called me from Bellevue and said, are you Dr. Lahapresit?" I say, yes, I want to offer you a job in Bellevue. I did not look for a job. I did not even look for anything. The job just dropped on my lap. And I say right away, sure. I come to interview and I got the job. You see, God bless. God bless you when you obey the voice of the Lord your God. He is in the blessing business. He wants to bless me. He wants to bless you so that you can bless other people. Romans chapter 12, verses 14 to 16 emphasize again the blessing. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Wow. Bless and don't curse. We are in the blessing business. If people hurt your feeling, Don't curse them. Don't talk bad about them. Wake up in the morning, pray for people who persecute you. Pray for people who have harmed you and done wrong things to you. Bless them, Father, because you are in the blessing business. Everywhere you go, your mouth, your eye contacts, your action, your money, everything is to bless people. Get there to bless people. You are there to bless people with your action, your word, your attitude, your body language. If you can do that, God can open heaven to bless you. For the Father in this room, I would like to encourage all of you. Let God use you to be the blessing to your children. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5, I want to read from verse 25. Husband, love your wife just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify, in other words, God compare husband or daddy to the way Jesus minister. He might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blame. So husbands ought to love their own wife as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Talking about men here. Love your wife. Love your family. You set good example to your children that you love their mother. Amen. Daddy, you must be the vessel of the blessing starting from loving your wife when husband and wife really united the kids are very secure kids that grow up in a family that mom and dad love one another they are very kind very calm and secure a lot of people grow up with a bad attitude and bad habit because they grow up in a very broken home husband and wife fight each other they either in drugs or alcohol and a lot of problems in the house, so The kids grow up in the bad environment. That's why the most important thing for dad in this room and dad all over the world, the first thing, your first responsibility is to love the mom, your kid's mom. To show example to your kids that our family is full of peace, love, kindness, and forgiveness. Amen? So you should be the blessing to your children by loving the Mother, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. Father, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. All the fathers, I want to encourage all of you. One thing you should do in the business of blessing, you always lay hand on your children and bless them. When my children were still young, they were going to school. Before I leave my house, many times, many mornings I will lay hand on my children and bless them. When they go to bed, I lay hand on them and bless them. So that the blessing of God will be upon them to the thousand generation. God listen to your prayer. You bless them with your mouth by speaking the word of blessing. You are spiritual role model to your kids. So it's so important. That men in the church must grow up full of the word of God. Let God change you. Let God mold you to be very strong, biblical people. Spirit-filled. Love God. People of faith. People of love. People who are on fire for God. Excited about God. People who have a positive mindset. People who smile all the time to show example to your kids. Speak positive and be a blessing to other people. If you have any bad attitude, you need to repent as soon as possible because it will impact your children. This is my observation for the past 30-something years as a pastor of churches. I noticed one thing, and this is serious, okay? I take this seriously. I noticed that in a home, the person that impacted children the most is the father not the mom. For some reason. I think because God put the father as the head of the household. And I watched that when the father really loved God, feared God, serve God, the kids would do the same thing. And you can see example in our church. The father lead worship. The son and the daughter also lead worship. They follow the footsteps of the father. If you want your kids to be kind, to be generous, to be faithful to God, loyal to the things of God, faithful to church, love the kingdom, calm, not short-tempered, don't lie, don't cheat, be honest and holy people, you need to be like that first. And your kids can be the same way like you are because you are example to them. If you are complainers, grumblers, you are having bad attitude all the time, your kid's going to complain too. Your kid's going to do the same thing because you pass that spirit into your children. That's why dad is so important in every family. You need to grow up and you need to chip up and you need to repent if you have anything wrong in your life. You need to love your wife to be a good example to your son and to your daughter. Grow up spiritually, full of faith, full of love. Work out your salvation and be the blessing. You become the example to your kids. You bless your wife and your children. And one of the ways to bless is to bless financially and also bless them physically. In other words, provision. That give provision the children. You work hard. You try to help them. You bring the paycheck but not only the financial provision but you also bless them with your mouth, with your action. Take them out to play tennis together, shopping together. You spend time with them. Bless them with your time. Bless them with your instruction. Example. Bless them spiritually. I remember when I was a new believer, and Tanida was born, Joy was born, I and Pastor Da decided every Sunday, we're going to be in the church. No if and or but. Do you know why? Because I want to train my children that every Sunday, they should be in the local church. Yeah. I told my kids, as long as you eat from my table, you have no excuse. You have to come to church with me. No excuse. If you still eat on my table, I feed you, you sleep in my home. When they grow up, I cannot force them. But I want to train them since they are young, that when they grow up and get out of my house one day, they wake up on Sunday and they cannot sit still. They need to go to church. Because it's lifestyle. I need to go to church. I cannot sit still in the house. I need to go to church. You train them that way since they are young. You provide them spiritually. Make sure that they learn the Bible. They get touched by the Holy Spirit. They get trained to serve the Lord. They get involved in the ministry. Feed them spiritually. Feed them emotionally. When they do good things, compliment them. Give them reward. Make them feel good that Dad loves them and proud of them. Feed them everything, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And protect them, pray for them, protect them all the days of their life. You need to keep praying for your children because the devil is out there to destroy our next generation. Protect them by teaching them the word of God, being a good example to them, praying for them, give godly advice to them. This is the way you should pray for your children in Numbers chapter 6 22 to 27. Numbers 6 22 to 27. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and his son saying, this is the way. What is the best way? God's way. If you want to do something, you do God's way. This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. So I pray for my church member this way. Dad, pray for your kids. Mom, pray for your kids this way. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. The word peace or shalom means prosperity, protection, prophetic words, provision, peace power, and productivity. The word shalom itself, it means God bless my children with prosperity, protection, prophetic words, provision, peace, productivity, and power. Well, wow, This is very powerful prayer. Should we pray together for our children right now and people around us? Follow my prayer. Let's say at the same time, Father in heaven, I bless my children. I bless the children in this church. I bless your children in this church. Bless them, Lord. Keep them. Make your face shine upon them. Be gracious to them. Lord, lift up your countenance upon them. And give them shalom, prosperity, protection, prophetic words, provision, peace, power, and productivity. O Lord, you shall bless them. I believe the blessing of Abraham will be upon my children to the thousand generations. I join you, Lord, in the blessing business. Bless me, O Lord, so that I can bless the nations. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How many people say that I want to join God's blessing business? How many people want to say that use me to be the blessing? The first group of people that you should bless is your wife, your spouse, and your own children. And then people in the church, your godly family together in the church, and you bless your neighbor, bless your co-worker, and bless the nation out there. Go to mission trip. Help the mission trip financially. Pray for your pastor when he goes to mission trip. Financial support. You can be a part, get involved in blessing the nations. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just confess one more time that God, the Lord Jesus Christ, is our Lord and Savior. Let's confess together. Father in heaven, we confess with our mouth, and believe in our heart that Christ Jesus, Yeshua, Hamakir, is my Lord and my Savior. I have only one God. I serve one God. There is no other God. I shall obey your commandments. I shall obey the voice of the Holy Spirit and I believe you shall bless me and bless my children to the thousand generation. Devil, I command you to take your hand away from my family, from my money, from my health from my kids from this church the Lord open the floodgate of heaven and pour out the blessing on me on my families and my church use me Lord to bless the nation together in Jesus name I believe Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How many people believe that God shall bless you? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's stand up and sing a song together, whatever you choose the song. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, one way to bless God, when we want to receive the blessing from God, we need to bless God. And to bless God is to praise Him and worship Him. That's why the Bible talks about put the garment of praise on. Put the garment of thanksgiving on. Amen. Now we're going to put the garment of praise to bless God together. Let's bless God. Hallelujah. I heard
1: a thousand stories of one day you're like, I heard a tender whisper of love in the dead of night, and you tell me that you're pleased and that i never
0: Follow my prayer <clears throat> Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me. And all that is within me. Bless his holy name.
1: Bless his holy name.
0: Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all his benefits. And forget not
1: all his benefits.
0: Who forgives all my iniquities.
1: Forgive all
0: my iniquities. Who heals all of my diseases
1: diseases.
0: Who redeems my life from destruction Who crowns me with loving kindness kindness, And tender mercies mercies. Who satisfies me My my mouth mouth. With good things things. So that my youth youth. Is renewed renewed. Like the eagles Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you, Lord. Love you, Lord. Love you, Lord. In the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord bless all of you. Hallelujah. Enjoy the Father Day with your family, okay? Whatever you need to do, maybe lunch together or something, have a good time with your family. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah.
1: Thank
0: you. God bless you. Yes.